Witherspoon. Devin Witherspoon cuts back. What a night for the rookie. You think they love him in Seattle? How about six points? Touchdown, Witherspoon. No flags. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Listen, Joe Buck's the best. That's a bit of an awkward call, though, right? You think they love him in Seattle? How about six points? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you think they okay. love him in Seattle? Touchdown in your face. <laughs> like that would have been better. Touchdown in your face yeah. would have been better than. How about how about exactly six points with the with the point after touchdown soon to come? Yeah, that's yeah. We he didn't. Uh, that was not his ten out of ten call. Let's put it that way. But we were talking off air. They had a really. They had a great call of that game last night. I watched I watched the whole thing. I was going to go to bed about four different times. And, you know, my wife had to stay up. She had like a bunch of work she was doing. We were on the couch down here. And at, at varying points in the second half, I was like, all right, if the Seahawks score here, like I'm going to go up and go to bed. Like I just, I don't, there's no, there's no need. And I just kind of like kept watching. And for a game that offered absolutely nothing. And we talked about, Al and Kirk having to call a couple games last year on Thursday night football that fit that description and how brutal it was it, like they, that's why Joe and Troy are really, really good. Cause it was like fun. It was just kind of fun and the game was terrible and it was still kind of fun. So I mean, shout out to them. Honestly, I thought they had a great call. The best anecdote that I thought they told and like they're, they're, they're the masters, right? I, again, like I'm on record. I think that they're the second best broadcasting team in the history of the NFL behind Madden and Summerall. Like I love Buck and Aikman. They're talking about Daniel Jones. Who's like, and we'll, we'll talk about him in a second. Sacked 11 times last night, just like getting battered relentlessly. 11. And every time he gets up, 11. 11. And, like, and hit more than that. And every time, and like people can say what they want about Daniel Jones. You don't have to like him. You don't have to think he's a good quarterback. He's a tough son of a gun, man. Because he, he gets up after every hit. He's running for his life. He runs for like 15 yards down the field. And then he gets hit again. Gets right back up. Gets right to the line. He's Eli Manning-esque in that way. And you know Aikman and Buck are crediting him. Because obviously, like it's just like, he's under assault basically in this game. The Giants offensive line can't block anyone. Couldn't block the five of us. It's absolutely brutal. And Aikman goes, you got to give him credit for his composure. And he goes, I'm sure there are a lot of my old teammates watching saying, why Why didn't Troy have that type of composure when he was the quarterback to be screaming at all of us when he was getting sacked? I just like little things like that. They're, they're very, the both of them are very self-deprecating. And for Aikman, who's a Hall of Fame broadcaster, Aikman, who's a Hall of Fame player and now a Hall of Fame broadcaster, to be able to poke fun at themselves like that, which like not everybody, not every successful person can do to make fun of themselves. And both of them do it every week. They are absolute masters. It was just, it was a really fantastic broadcast. The game, on the other hand, was absolute garbage. It was absolute, absolute terrible. I asked him before the show, which bet was more DOA? The, the Giants plus two and a half bet, I tailed him on that also, or like my over bet. God almighty. Oh, the, that over bet cursed in so many different ways. I'm not even suggesting if the, everything went right, it would have hit. Just that basically everything that could have gone wrong for the over like did go wrong. And the game ends up obviously going way under the total. Um, And I think now kind of the question that, and there's a lot of big picture like New York, like giant specific questions to ask. Like is, is Dable actually as good a coach as we thought he was last year? If this is what this is now a month into the season, is Dable actually 
like a great coach? Is Joe Shane actually a good general manager? Because right now, this kind of has the look and the feel, Ken, and I don't think you have to be a Giants fan, just like a football observer, and we'll turn this into a betting conversation as we move along. I think that this has the potential to get real, real sideways here for the for the New York football Giants with what is, and I said this in the first segment, and I mean it, it's the worst offensive line I've ever seen. I mean, think about Daniel Jones has been just un- under relentless pressure the first month of the season to the point that players on other teams are taking shots at Jones and the offensive line. Like Eric Armstead, like the stud Niners defensive tackle, tweeting uh, like overnight basically or last night, why, why did Daniel Jones have to get rid of the ball so quickly against us? We could have all had career days last week rushing the passer, interceptions, etc. So like you don't see that often where players on other teams are actively mocking the quarterback, the offensive line, and the team. I've seen, Ken, in my lifetime since 1990, since I started watching, I've seen some bad Giants teams. Ray Hanley had a couple bad ones um, succeeding Bill uh, Bill, uh, Parcells, obviously. The two Reeves teams in 95 and 96 were brutal. The 4-12 team in Fossils last year that got the Giants the pick that they would trade to get Eli Manning, that's terrible. The 3-13 year with McAdoo and then Spagnolo. The entire Judge Shermer era, absolutely terrible. I don't know, man. Like, this team's 1-3. I think there's a case to be made, Ken, that this is actually the worst team in the National Football League. You cannot win at the professional level if your offensive line blocks like there. In the Pac-12, and honestly, like, I think I think I'm actually like insulting the bat the Pac-12 by comparing this offensive line to the Pac-12. You can't win. You just can't win. So yeah, they're they're terrible, and I think that this might get worse before it gets better for the Giants. All right, um, okay, like a, a betting conversation, then I guess, which is like, all right, so then what? Like, obviously, you're you're sort of saying this already. You're you're saying you don't want to bet the Giants to have like any positive outcomes this year. You don't want to bet them to go over their win total. You don't want to bet them to come back and make the playoffs. You don't want to bet them to win the division, obviously. Like these are all things that are now done, that are dead, basically. Um, Like what do you want to bet them to do? Do you want to bet them to do anything? I was looking at a market earlier today for uh, who's going to throw the most interceptions in the NFL this year. And I was trying to see if there was like an angle to make a bet in it because we've had some quarterback injuries like I think you and I both think Garoppolo is going to end up playing this week or on Monday night against the Packers, but like he, his interception rate is astronomical for the little bit of time that he's played. You know, Zach Wilson's thrown a bunch of picks to be fair. Like Mahomes has thrown a bunch of picks and Daniel Jones has obviously, (laughs) we played the Witherspoon Island last night. So I think he was like 11 to one to throw the most interceptions. And I think like the, a part of this too is with the contract, like he's going to play. Like he's not like there are some quarterbacks on that list where I go, I don't know if like like I don't know if Zach Wilson's playing every game this year. Like I don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't know if Garoppolo's gonna play every game this year. Like I don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't know if Matthew Stafford's gonna play every game this year now that he has an injury. He was he's the second choice in the market to have the most interceptions this year. But I was like, I looked at Daniel Jones and I go, I mean, they're stuck with this guy. Like he's playing. And uh so I just that market was kind of interesting. We could have a conversation. I have not seen an updated market for uh, worst record in the league, fewest wins, where obviously you have, you have some heavy hitters ahead of the Giants. You have the Panthers and the Bears, who we can compare this team to. Maybe you have some other teams that end up kind of falling apart late in the year. Maybe you have a team like Cincinnati that enters that discussion if Burrow ends up sitting out a bunch of games. Um, so it's kind of like, do you do you have a way you want to play this? I guess would be like my question. Like after all of that vitriol and you're right in everything that you said, like is there anything to do, I guess is my question. I, I guess, well, I, I just, one more, like, like vitriol-esque comment. Like, 
Jones, I don't think is great. Well, like no quarterback is going to have success behind if this is going to what the offensive line is going to be. And he's mobile. Like they got he got sacked eleven times, and he's extremely mobile. He's playing his like I don't think he's great. He's he's playing like I think people confuse this because I I wrote that last night on I tweeted like the offensive line's terrible. Jones is not good, but also the line's terrible. Everyone's like, oh, are you making excuses for him again? It's like, no, like, I don't think he's great. Also, like, Tom, what do you, like, Tom Brady wouldn't have success behind this offensive line. It's impossible. You, 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 you can't win. You just can't. Um, I don't know how I want to play it. Uh, I, well, let's see if this, this spread against Miami gets way out of control. I, I don't know what the hell I want to do with that game. I don't, I don't think it's bet the Giants, but may, maybe we'll see if this line keeps going up. It's 11 right now. Maybe it's 13. I, we'll see what happens over the course of the week. Giants get a more favorable injury report. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really sure if there's anything to do, Ken, other than kind of bet them on a week-in, week-out basis. I guess it would be when worst team gets posted. You know, I, the Bears are brutal. The Panthers are brutal. If the Giants' offensive line is going to play like that, I think the Giants are actually the worst team. Like, I don't think that. Like, the Giants are more talented than both of those teams, I think. Maybe not, actually, if this is what it's going to be. Uh, I, I think th- th- there, there's a chance that the Giants have the number one pick in the draft. It probably won't be them, but they're the third worst team in the league right now. Uh, I think they would be the worst team in the AFC, for sure, if they were in the AFC. And then I think you just compare them with Carolina and Chicago. So maybe that would be the market I would target, Ken, would be worst record. Yeah, I think uh, I I think they're definitely not as bad as Chicago and Carolina, just like my opinion. But the difference between those two teams, like if we're evaluating and even not knowing price, because like for this discussion, kind of who cares? And we'll bring in price after the fact if we have it. The difference between the Giants and these two teams is the same as what we we're talking about uh, yesterday when I talked about the AFC South teams making the playoffs. And maybe people listen to that segment. They're like, here goes Ken again on some like stupid tangent. Like the Chargers are better than those teams. Like the Browns are better than the Like, yeah, that's true. But the Chargers and Browns all have to play a lot of tough teams. And the Texans and the Colts and the Titans and the Jags all get to play the NFC South. And they get to play each other, which if one play, if one team falls off is also really advantageous. Also, it means you have a chance to win every game that you play, even if you're playing each other in the division, because all of you are the same and the NFC South is bad. So you like every game you have a chance to play. You can you can you can you can kind of get it done. And if we compare that to worst record with Giants on one side and Panthers and Bears on the other, it's the same handicap. The Giants don't have to be worse than the Bears or the Panthers. It actually has nothing to do with it. What does have to do with it is who are the Giants playing the rest of the year? And then who are the Bears and Panthers playing the rest of the year? And you might be like, look, the Panthers are so bad or the Bears are so bad. I don't care who they're playing. (laughs) Like, I actually don't. They'll just lose. But the Panthers play in a really bad division that cross matches with the aforementioned AFC South. The Bears play in a division where like, look, like those teams are good. Like they can get the Packers maybe the second time. They can definitely get the Vikings when they play them. And it's not just like some like written off thing that they have no chance. Like you go through the Giants schedule here. And this is actually kind of one of the reasons why I liked them last night is I was like, they got, and they said on the telecast a million times, like you got to have this one because the other ones are a disaster on your schedule. two weeks? And, well, oh, this is a really advantageous setup for yesterday was a really advantageous setup, like extra rest. Like you haven't really played a team like this before home game. Like, you, you know, it's only your second home game of the year. The first one was Dallas. It was pouring. You lost 40 to nothing. Like there are reasons to think you could have gotten some kind of response. Like now we go through it. They're not going to be favored in any. Well, 
they're probably not going to be favored in any game they play the rest of the year. There's a couple like gray area games where like maybe the point spread's really small or something. So at Miami, at Buffalo, I mean they're they're losing both of those games. So like they're and, they're and, one and, of and 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 can may, maybe like in like catastrophic fashion potentially also. It's it's worth noting like I don't we can do the Dolphins Giants like spread discussion later. And like maybe Saquon plays in that game, which by the way, if he did, you can run the ball on the Dolphins all day. Like you can do that. So that is a recipe to keep the game close. If Saquon plays in the game and the offensive line magically, like maybe Andrew Thomas plays and Saquon plays. And now you're kind of, maybe you got something going to at least be competitive in a game like that. But like, you know, at Miami, at Buffalo, like they're going to be one in five. They have two home games. So like these next three weeks will determine honestly like will they win a game this year after this point like realistically they're home against the commanders who are definitely better than them and like that point spread is actually really interesting i don't even want to like i mean we can do it now but it would it matters more what it's going to be in a couple weeks i mean on a neutral well on a neutral i have the teams rated like close with washington better by like a couple points right now like but it's not like a crazy difference but i mean that's like a right now that's like a pick game that might be washington after after the dolphins and the bills are done with the giants that might be like washington three in that game uh, honestly those like two games like, like washington washington would get bet up right until like like a juice two and a half because like you if, if that got put out right now in the market pick them washington at giants like who's betting the giants at that right number? right uh home against the jets so the battle for new york and like the, and jets, the jets are, are gonna be a really interesting team them. The Jets right. are going to smash the, Jets the are gonna Giants be, in that game. Re, they're just such an interesting team because it's like, in okay, we know what they are now. Like, what are they in four weeks? Is like either A, Wilson actually going to start playing better like he did Sunday night, or B, he's not and somebody else is going to be playing. And like, what is that going to look like? So that's kind of interesting too. And then they go at Vegas in uh, on November 5th. So it's like those three games, God, they might have to win like two of them because I'll just do the rest of the schedule really fast. At Dallas, at Washington, home against the Patriots, and you'd be like, "Well, maybe." Be like, the Patriots would smash this team right now. I, not, uh, like, it would be. It would not be close. It would actually be really yeah. ugly. Home against the Packers, at the Saints, at the Eagles, home against the Rams, and then the Eagles again. <laughs> I mean, like, Fuck. I mean, a realistic like the the win totals at a maybe couple domestic are, are locked in week 18 right maybe you get Mariota yeah. in week 18 like the eagles but have you, clinched and jalen hurts is out but not really like dallas is going to be in the mix there like the likelihood the eagles just rest is very low with dallas also in the division um like the team that's the most likely to rest is going to be san francisco probably because like maybe seattle wins enough that they keep pace and like that becomes interesting but that's just that's going to be tough like the niners are going to win a lot of games this year um honestly the lions might be the team most likely to rest too we'll kind of see how it shakes out at the end of the year but uh i mean you go through that the win totals i've seen in the market which are locked are like five and a half six and a half i think those haven't been updated yet like because you can't bet into them right now if i mean if you're going to tell me this is like five and a half six and a half i i don't know like what is a realistic win total for this this team now this season? Four. I maybe okay, a four. So let's, they have like, one. Already. Even if you wanted, yeah. if you wanted to construct like best case scenario, it's like it's like six. If there's a six and a half, like I I I don't. 
That 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 feels like very wrong to me. Like best case, I think this team wins five more games. Best case yeah. for the Giants. And it's I, I know it sounds like we're overreacting like it's the day after a game. It's like I think we're just being realistic. Like we answered a question last night. And the answer was terrible. <laughs> the, the answer was we lose money and the Giants might be the worst team in the league. Coming up next, he's the slap and Lochmas. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. <laughs> 